Oh, you like it? I can do it again. Don't stare at the sun. Don't stare at the sun. Don't you dare, don't you dare. Don't stare at the sun. It was different that time. Ear snacks extra. Polly, 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 it's August 2017. Uh, I know that, Andrew. I have a calendar. Don't you remember what happens in August 2017? Of course I do. We get to go see Hamilton. Woo, woo, woo. No, Polly. Huh? Remember? Planetary Radio host Matt Kaplan told us about it last summer when we interviewed him about space shadows. Oh, yeah. And did you know that in... 2017, in August of next year, there's going to be a total solar eclipse. An eclipse? What's an eclipse? It's when something gets between where you are and the sun. August 2017, that's when we get to go see Hamilton. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I have to put that on my calendar for next year. The Earth and the moon and the sun are lined up just right so that the moon goes across the surface of the sun. And so you can't see the sun at all. All of a sudden, it could be noontime on Earth, a bright, sunny day. There's no sun. That's got to be so weird. Very, very cool and weird. Very, very cool and weird. Andrew? Yes? Have you been thinking about this whole August 21st total solar eclipse thing for an entire year? Oh, yes, Polly. And some people have been thinking about it for even longer than that. Well, like who? Like your friend Kimmy. You should ask her about it. Okay, so how long have you been thinking about this eclipse, Kimmy? So I first learned about this eclipse in sixth grade. One of my best friends, Libby, and I were in science class together. So we spent a really long time making the solar eclipse viewing box, you know, because you can't look at the sun when you look at the eclipse. Don't bring do your it. Eyes out. Totally don't do it. No. My teacher told us that, like, the next total solar eclipse was going to be in August 2017, and the best place to see it was in Kentucky. You're like, okay, well, one day we're going to be... be, like, 35. Right. So old. <laughs> so old. But we made a pact that yeah. in 2017, we would go to Kentucky and watch the eclipse together. Okay, Polly, now are you getting excited about the eclipse? I think I am, but I still don't know all that much about total solar eclipses. Like, I know that there's some emojis ooh, on ooh, them. Polly, oh, Polly, our friend Molly from Brains On just did a whole amazing episode about solar eclipses and everything you need to know. I love that podcast. Should we ask her about it? Totally. Ring, ring. Eclipse, ring, ring. Hello? Hi, is this Andrew? Yes, is this Molly? It is. Um, does anybody ever say, hello, Molly? No, I wish they no? did, though. So okay. I appreciate that. Um, we were curious. Could you explain what's so special about a total solar eclipse? I'd be happy to. Yes, so the Earth, the moon, and the sun are perfectly aligned mm-hmm. so that the circle of the moon perfectly covers the disk of the sun. Whoa. And when celestial bodies are aligned, there's a cool word for that. It's called syzygy. Syzygy? Syzygy? Syzygy. Syzygy. It's spelled (laughs) S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Syzygy? That is a really good word. So that all you can see during the total eclipse is these wispy white plumes coming off this dark disk that's being covered. 
That's so crazy. I don't ever look directly at the sun because don't, don't I, do it. Don't do it. Don't I've heard that's it. not a good idea. <laughs> um, but but when I think about the sun or when I draw a picture of the sun, it's really usually just a, a circle or a, a ball. But you're saying that it's it's more than just a circle and a ball. There's something interesting going around the edges. Yeah, that's called the corona. Corona. And it's always there, but you can't see it uh, from the ground anyway, unless it's a total solar eclipse. Right. So it's a really exciting time for people who want to see this cool phenomenon from the ground. Announcements. Announcements. And I need to say right now that you cannot look at the sun directly. Don't stare at the sun. Don't stare at the sun. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't stare at the sun. Don't look at the sun. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. No. You cannot wear your sunglasses. Those will not work. Oh. You have to have special eclipse glasses. Special eclipse glasses. You need to block out 99.9996% of visible light in order to look at the sun. Your regular sunglasses, they won't really do enough. So you need special eclipse glasses or you don't need the eclipse glasses if you want to look indirectly at it. So you could do that with like a pinhole projector. Oh, oh I remember. I think I made a pinhole camera when I was a kid. I, there was a piece of paper and maybe we took like a ballpoint pen and then made a hole in it. And then we could like watch a shadow or something. Honestly, you could actually even just make holes like with your fingers, like have your fingers cross over and look at the hole your fingers are making on the ground. Oh, man. Or even the leaves in the tree. So you don't need any special equipment to enjoy the eclipse. Just if you don't have the glasses, don't look up. (laughs) You look down. Right. Don't Don't stare at the sun. Don't stare at the sun. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't stare at the sun. Yeah, so this is the first total eclipse in the States since 1979. Oh, yeah. There was one in Hawaii in 1979. Mm -hmm. And the last total solar eclipse to go across the whole United States was all the way back in 1918. Like, if you want to place that on your timeline of Ears Next History, that's after the Pony Express, but, like, way before grapes. Mm -hmm. So this this is a big deal. It's been a long time. Wow. Have you ever seen one? I have not. And I won't be able to see one this time because I'm going to be in Minnesota. You know, we'll get 83% totality, which I'm still excited about. But like, you know, NASA has really good images of it. And I'm sure there are lots of like professional and amateur photographers who are working on catching some images with special equipment. Do you know what we'll be able to see here from Los Angeles? Uh, there's a little cool tool. I could look it up if you want me to. Where's the tool? So this is a cool tool that Vox put together, Vox.com. Yeah. Um, and you can enter your zip code and it tells you. So you will have 62% coverage. Okay. So we're still going to see some strange big shadow covering part of the sun from where we are. Yeah. Is there a place in the United States where people could see a total solar eclipse? Oh, see the moon yes. covering the whole sun? This is pretty cool because it's cutting a path across the entire country. So it starts in Oregon Uh and will trace a path through Idaho, Nebraska, Missouri, Uh and end in South Carolina. Molly, I have a friend who owns a donut shop in Nebraska. Do you think that he will get to see a a donut-shaped sun (laughs) glowing around the moon? I think he might. Oh, my gosh. That would be so cool. When you and Mark and Sandin from Brains On were learning about eclipses, what was the most interesting thing that you learned? I guess I didn't really know about eclipse chasers. Eclipse chasers! 
I mean, now that I know it makes sense, of course, like people want to see as many solar eclipses as possible. <laughs> Why do people want to see them so much? Because I mean, so I, you know, I've never seen one, but the people who have seen them, who we've talked to, they all describe it as a life changing experience. There's something about it that is just so awe-inspiring that it really has a great impact on them. One man we talked to, Dr. Ralph Chu, he's an optometrist, and he loves astronomy. Mm -hmm. He saw an eclipse when he was 12, and it basically set him on his path for life. He's paying attention to the sky and getting really interested in astronomy and then getting interested in optometry, and like now his specialty is viewing solar eclipses safely. Wow. And he goes to every eclipse. He lives in Canada, but he's going to go to Oregon to try to catch a glimpse of this one. So I wish I could see it because everyone who talks about it says it's amazing. <laughs> there was a solar eclipse in Norway in 2015. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of videos of people reacting to that eclipse. People are whooping and like cheering and jumping up and down. So it seems like a really cool, exciting thing. So if you are in the path of totality, please go outside and experience it. That sounds amazing. I'm just trying to imagine it. So it would get dark, right? Mm -hmm. In the middle of the day. Would the temperature change? Yeah. So during the totality, the scientists we talked to said it can drop like 10 to 15 degrees. And so then there's also like a breeze that picks up because of that sudden temperature shift. And also the quality of the light changes. So even if you don't have eclipse glasses, you can just go out and like look at the world around you and see what's happening. Right. Animals and flowers might do some strange things. Like flowers that close up at night will close up. Right. Animals that roost for the night, like birds might like look like they're roosting for the night. NASA was talking about there are some spiders who have been observed like unspinning webs <laughs> during eclipses. So like wow. even if you don't have a full eclipse, you can sort of see like how the world just looks a little different when part of the sun is covered up. I guess just the, you know, the main takeaway we really have to reiterate is please don't stare at the sun. Please don't do it. Don't, don't do stare it. <laughs> at the sun. Yeah. Don't do it. There's so many ways you can safely experience it. You know, there's tons of resources at NASA's website. We have some at our website. A lot of public libraries actually are doing eclipse events where you can get free eclipse classes. So you can see if your local public library is participating. Wow. So yeah, so just enjoy and, you know, talk to your friends about what they see. If you have any friends who live in the path of totality, ask them what they're going to do and make sure they know about it. I'm sure they do. I think it would be impossible not to know if you live in the path of totality. <laughs> They're just, like, anticipating so many people on this whole path. Uh -huh. It's, like, traffic galore. So if you're planning on going, you might want to leave a little early. This will be a very interesting Monday in August. I think so. Well, thank you so much, Molly, for telling us about oh, it. Oh, my pleasure. Your Snacks with Andrew and Polly. We need to go to our library and find out if they're doing any eclipse events. Yeah, and we should find out if any of our friends are in the path of totality. The path of totality. Uh, Andrew, do you really know someone who owns a donut shop in Nebraska? Yeah, our friend Bryce. Bryce and a few of our other friends who are going to be able to experience the total solar eclipse are going to help us record what it sounds like and make a little audio time capsule. 
If you'd like to include your family's eclipse experience in the next Ear Snacks, email us. Earsnacks at andrewandpolly.com Andrew. Polly. I wonder how people used to learn about eclipses before there were podcasts, which is where we learn a lot of stuff. I bet Mick from the Past and the Curious podcast knows, and he's in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, Mick. Hey, Andrew. How you doing? We're getting very excited about this eclipse, and we're excited that you are in Kentucky, and you're going to be right by the path of totality, right? It's true. It's true. Just to our south is Bowling Green, Kentucky, and they are directly in the path of totality. The path of totality. So I know that the last total solar eclipse that passed through the middle of the United States was almost a century ago. It was in 1918. Did anything interesting happen during the 1918 total solar eclipse? Yes. In 1918, there was a a younger scientist named Albert Einstein. Have you heard of him? I have heard of him. The guy with the tongue. Yes. (laughs) So he wasn't the famous man that he was today. Hmm. He was just a scientist who had a theory, his theory of relativity, which is that one that E equals MC squared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it worked in his head. But it actually hadn't been completely proven. And another scientist took some photographs uh, of that 1918 total solar eclipse and was able to prove the way that the light from the stars that he captured and the, and the sun, the way that that light bent, he was able to prove that Einstein was correct. And because of that proof, Einstein and that equation went down in history. As you'll see for yourself when you look at it, it's such an unusual thing to see. And when anything really unusual happens, uh, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So some cultures believe that a total solar eclipse traveling over their nation was a good omen. But others believe that it was a bad omen, especially for someone like the king who was sitting on the throne at the time. There's actually a story from Babylonia where they knew that a total eclipse was coming, And they actually got somebody else to sit on the throne as king. Just in case anything bad happened, their real king would be okay. And he'd get to go back to being king the next day. Did it work? Did did the king uh, survive the eclipse? He made it. He made it. For woo. Okay. That's good news. Good news for the king. There's one other story that I really like from ancient Greece. Mm Mm-hmm. 5th century BCE, so it was a long time ago. There was a battle in progress between two rival armies. And the total solar eclipse started happening. And in the middle of the fight, they saw it. And they stopped fighting. Everybody put their weapons down. And the leaders in charge of each army believed that it was a sign for them to make peace. So in this instance, a solar eclipse actually stopped a war. Wow, that's crazy. I wonder if this total eclipse will cause similar camaraderie between people. Who knows? (laughs) That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I think people should get along um, and just watch the eclipse. Those are such cool stories, Mick. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. I hope you have a lovely viewing of the eclipse in Bowling Green, Kentucky. 
Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you a text. <laughs> Sweet, man. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. And that's our show. Mick Sullivan is manager of Youth and Family Services at the Fraser History Museum in Louisville, Kentucky. He makes a podcast called The Past and the Curious, which is about history and science and a whole bunch of really awesome stuff. Molly Bloom is a science journalist and co-host of Brains On, a podcast all about curiosity that's doing an amazing job covering the eclipse and all the facets therein. And of course, thank you again to Matt Kaplan from Planetary Radio. Please check all these podcasts out. We'll post links to some of the things we talked about on our Facebook page, and we'd love to hear your eclipse sounds or see pictures of your very safe eclipse viewing experience. Don't stare at the sun! Don't do it. Don't do it! Totally. Totally don't do it! Totally don't. And you may have noticed this is a really long episode. Which means we're getting ready for season two, so get excited! You know I am! (gasps) You mean like... Total solar eclipse excited? Yep. Um, Polly, we never found out what happened to your friend Kimmy and her friend Libby. And we had a plan. We were going to do it. She's still one of my best friends. And we You still talk to Libby? All the time. Why are you not going? Because we couldn't figure it out to get there. We didn't really realize it was going to be this like whole big you know, thing. Right. How could you have known when you were 11 that it would actually be a really hard thing to make happen? Exactly. I was listening to a show on NPR about the eclipse, and I was like, dang. <laughs> Everybody yeah. is talking about this eclipse, and we have been talking about this literally yeah, since we were 11. OG talkers about it. We are the OG talkers about it. But um, I texted her, and I was like, I'm feeling really sad because, like, everybody's talking about this, and, like, we were supposed to be doing this, and now we're not. And then she said that... She thinks that the fact that we're still friends is probably better than the fact that we're going to see the eclipse. That is so true. And that made me feel better. And then yeah. we decided we're going to FaceTime during it. Technology for the win. Hmm. So what are you going to do instead? I'm going to make a viewing box. Maybe I'll teach the kids about it. Yeah. Um, probably play some Total Eclipse of the Heart for a good measure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to watch it. So we learned that there are eclipse chasers. Yeah. People who go different places in the world. So I'm thinking you and Libby, you find out when one's going to be in some great place. Somewhere like, somewhere tropical where we can like go to the beach. That's a really good idea. I'm going to tell her that. Though Andrew did tell me like 70% of the earth is covered in water. So like, you think you could get on a boat and go to an eclipse? You know, crazier things have happened. Have you seen Moana? (laughs) (laughs) I have, because I have a three-year-old. <laughs>